You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 75 of Three Geeky Ladies, the first one for 2016. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Happy New Year, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. How is everyone? <laughs> very, very well. Everyone have a nice holiday? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, one thing I didn't tell you girls while we were chatting and chatting and chatting and chatting pre-show <laughs> is... My darling husband got me an Apple Watch. Oh, really? Oh, how do you like it? I like it. The only the only problem I'm having right now, and it's not really a problem. I'm maybe I'm just not understanding it correctly. Is I like to use it for the exercise. It's nice when I go to the gym. It keeps track of how long I've worked out. Keeps track of the calories, so forth, so on and so forth. It's the standing part, which is kind of nice because it gives you a little at 50 minutes after the hour. If it feels that you've been sitting for 50 minutes, it says, come on, get up, walk around for a minute. And then I get up, I walk around, I pace. And then it says, you did it. And it gives me credit for standing. The problem, I was working at my husband's store on New Year's Eve. I'd already had the watch. I was working for four hours and I was standing and walking back and forth for four hours. Only gave me credit for three. Whoa. I don't know why. I don't know why. Then sometimes... At 50 minutes after the hour, it doesn't notify me because it already gave me credit for the hour. Mm-hmm. And then other times, I could be walking for half an hour straight, sit down at, say, 145, and then at 150 says, come on, get up, you got to walk. <laughs> you, have a, you have a defective uh, Apple Watch. And I'm looking like, well, <laughs> what, what am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? Or is it not just catching it when I'm moving? So I have to I have to do a little bit more research about that. I don't know yeah. why it's not yeah. catching it. It happened again yesterday too. It didn't catch two hours. I mean there was there was sometimes that I couldn't get up and move because of where I was. But and, and, and also sometimes if you don't get up immediately and you look and say it's one fifty two and you go, Oops, I'm supposed to walk and you get up and walk, too late. It doesn't give you the credit. So Listeners, wow. if you have an Apple Watch and you know what I'm doing wrong and why it's not registering, let me know, please. Did, did you go into You think setting? it needs to be a software update or something? You get a, you, you're at the latest? I'm on the latest, yep. You what about your... settings? What about your settings? Yep, you go into the phone and take care of that. Hmm. Well, okay. I got a watch too, but I got an analog watch. I didn't get a, I did not get an Apple Watch. Did you get the one that you were asking for? <clears throat> the wood this? watch? Well, this watch is very interesting. This is, I wouldn't call it a steampunk watch, but if for anybody that's played the game Mist, you know that kind of, um, Eduardo Malarius is a New York artist. I think he's from Uruguay, but um, he makes these handcrafted watches. And this one is the Gates of Time. So if you look at it, it's it's really a piece of art. And it's unisex. I mean, you can have links taken out. So it's either for women or for men. Mm-hmm. And the Gates of Time has a little latch. And when you open it up, the gates open. And there is a hand-painted watch face that gives you the time. Oh, it's wow. really cool. I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. It's made out of copper. He anodizes copper. Mm-hmm. And he he makes a thousand of each 
he has quite a few designs, but he has makes a thousand of each particular design and each watch is numbered. And so, you know, once he gets to a thousand, he no longer makes that particular um, design anymore. But I had some friends in Tucson that had them and I just always admired them because it really, it was really the cusp of art and utility. And I liked that. And I thought about getting an Apple watch. My husband asked me if I wanted one, but I thought, you know, I don't think so because I don't like the fact that it may become obsolete like some of the iPods eventually. I mean, granted, unless you buy, what, the 24-karat gold one or something, I mean, they're reasonable. But I thought, no, I think I'll go with an analog watch. And I like the fact that, you know, it's a piece of art plus it's a timepiece. So that's what I went with. And it does not tell me to get up and exercise. <laughs> that's that's what I need the most. So yeah, that's it, it, and I, I I think that I'll feel like it's judging me if I don't get up. So I don't yeah, think I you want can to turn that off. You don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, but what's yeah. the point? You have exactly. to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can wear watches. I mean, everything I carry around with me has a, a, a clock on it. I you know. know so. I almost yes. didn't get this watch because if I need the time, I just look at my iPhone. The, my yeah. iPhone is never far from me. Me too. Yeah, Never far. I mean, it's kind of cool when you're driving and you get this subtle little tap on your wrist and you can look down and you can see that you've got a text message. And then, you know, when you're at a traffic light, you can look at it and they have some um, uh, some responses, like canned responses, like, okay, no, thanks, almost there, you know, things like that that you can just tap on and send back, or you hit the microphone button and you can say, yeah, I'll be home in 15 minutes. I'll call you when I get home or whatever, you know, whatever. But your iPhone does that too. But this is right on your wrist. You're not taking yeah. your hand off the wheel. You know, do it at a traffic light. But, or you don't, some, but you don't have to with your iPhone. You can go say, hey, Siri, send, yeah. send Michael a text message. But oh, hey, hey, Siri, could you read me my latest text message? Doesn't, yeah. that, only, doesn't that only work when you're... Um, when you're plugged in? No. No. It works. The hey Gen- Siri. Hey Siri. Yeah. yeah, she came right on. Let me see yeah. if mine does. Hey Siri. Nope. <laughs> you, do, do you have, have, well, you have to on? go into settings? You have to make sure it's I in do. Settings. I do have it on. Hey Siri. Actually, you know, mine might be set for only when it's plugged in. Uh. But see, this is nice though, because it's right there on your wrist. Mm-hmm. It's it was it's cool, you know, or sometimes like uh, you know be knitting, which, you know, we were trying to get Vicky to do. Maybe she will one day. But, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm knitting and I feel that little subtle tap on my wrist and I can look down and it will say something about a, someone tweeted something, I can go, yeah, okay, and then dismiss it and be and move on. Yeah. Or someone send, you know, someone send me a text. It's nice. I, I, I've... It's not I, the be all end all. I'm it's ambivalent. Not, I'm ambivalent yeah. about their I don't, And I don't blame you. It's, it's not, it's not an absolute. Mm-hmm. And well, it's it's nice. It's like I've I've got the iPhone, I've got the iPad. Next toy, okay, get me an iPhone. Give me the the give me the Apple Watch. And we got it at well, Christmas was a comedy of errors here. It was just like the epic fail of all epic fails with all the gifts. But my husband, I had texted my husband one time and I said, "Hey, Best Buy has this on sale for two hundred and forty nine dollars." So he left work didn't tell me of course but he left work he went to best buy because he originally was going to go to target because they had it for 349 but you got a hundred dollar gift card so you actually told him you wanted a watch oh with him i have to be very specific okay (laughs) otherwise i get the wrong thing okay so 
he went to Best Buy to get this. First, he was going to go to Target, but then when he saw that, he's like, hey, I'll save $100. So he went to Best Buy. Nobody would wait on him. Whoa. He said he stood there for 20 minutes walking around. Nobody would wait on him. And he's not the kind to walk up to people and go, I'm, I'm waiting, like I would do. So he left and he went to Target. So when, I, when he gave it to me, I opened it and I said, this is the wrong one. He got me the men's size. Oh. <laughs> he tried. Yeah. Oh, man. So I said, give me the receipt. I'll bring it back to Target. So I went to Target. They gave me back the money. And I said, will you match Best Buy? I really don't want to go to Best Buy. It was a Saturday and I'm mm-hmm. sure it was mobbed. And they said, as long, yeah, the sharp. So I had to go into the back of the store. The guy had one in my size, the 38 millimeter, walked me back to customer service. Mm-hmm. She goes, yep, here it is, 249 Paid for it. Gave my husband back the extra money. Everybody's happy. I received an interesting gift as well. Um, If have you ever, uh, well, you know the Bang and Olufsen. um, Remember, I talked about that. I I think I talked about that when I went to France a couple years ago. That we were walking down the street in Avignon, and they had Daft Punk um, and Feral Get Lucky blasting on this, and it it looks like a disc. And then it has a, um, like a tripod. You know, it has three wooden legs that come out. And the sound that came out of that speaker was just phenomenal. But they're really expensive. You know, I don't know, like $2,800. So I, I had been lusting after one for a while. I thought, oh, geez, I really love that. But we were in Best Buy because our son wanted a, um, this security system that he can set up on his iPhone and it has a camera and the door things and everything. So we said, all right, we'll go and look at the iHome at Best Buy. We, we have not been into Best Buy for years to let you know that because we always order everything on Amazon. Well, when we were walking by, there was this Harman Kardon speaker that kind of looked like the Bang & Olufsen. And I said, oh, look at that, Mike. That's pretty cool. That looks like the Bang & Olufsen we saw in France. He said, oh, yeah, I didn't think anything about it. Well, about two days before Christmas, I'm cleaning the house because our son is coming. So I clean his bathroom and I noticed this bag in the, in the bathtub. And I said, Oh, what's that? I didn't, I didn't wrap that. And I look and it's the Harman Kardon speaker. So I went out and I said, Mike, is there something in the bathtub that I should be aware of? And he said, do not look in the, ba- what are you doing in the bathtub? I said, I'm cleaning it. Cause Devin's coming. Well, it was for me and uh-huh. I felt bad and I blew the surprise, but I have to say it's fabulous. It, you um, you can charge it up so you can use it on electric or, uh, you know, uh, you can plug it in or you can use it has a battery in it. So you can bring it everywhere around the house if you want. The sound is phenomenal. He said Best Buy had it on sale. I didn't ask him how much it was. But it, it wasn't. He said it was nowhere near as expensive as the Bang Olsen. And I'm very happy with it because, um, you know, I have Apple Music. And so I just, you know, turn it on. It's you know, Bluetooth, you just put on whatever you want. And the sound is absolutely beautiful. I turned it up. I actually, I played Get Lucky to see how the bass was. And the bass is just really, um, wow. it's very good in the speaker. I think Harman Kardon did a great, great job with this. And, you know, yeah, is it as good as Bangles? Uh, probably nowhere near. But for the price point, I think it's a really, really great speaker. And it looks really cool. So it's, kind of disc shape. It's not completely flat like the Bang & Olufsen. It is a little uh, more convex in the front, but it's very, it's small 
And so it's very unobtrusive, no matter what room you have it in. So I was very happy. I thought he did a very good job. That was a really sweet thing that he did because I didn't, I didn't expect to get that. I'm sorry I blew the surprise though. Darn it! I tend to have a sixth sense for that. And I don't mean to do that. So anyway, no. Well, I got something very similar. I haven't gotten it yet because it's, it's like one of those those uh, new products that. Um, um, you have to order, pre-order. It's, it's brand new. Like you probably seen it on Facebook. It's called the Twist Speaker. No. It light bulbs that uh, can um, use AirPlay to play your uh, music throughout your house. So I got the one that has three light bulbs. So I can have one in my bathroom when I'm taking a bath, one in like my media room, and I want one downstairs. So, And then I think maybe if I have a party and everybody's downstairs, I can put them in. Different rooms downstairs. Wait a minute. What's this yeah. called again? A twist. It's by Twist. T-W-I-S-T. It's yeah. a speaker in a, in a light bulb. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I saw you post something about that. Yeah, so I did. There's a speaker right in I the bulb. To, it's oh in the bulb. It uses AirPlay from your, your iOS devices. So it's $50 yeah. at Target. So yep. I don't know how much. Oh, and you can add uh, more light bulbs if you, you show the desire. No, and uh, you have to buy through them. Uh, do their website. It's it's, it's forty. It's forty six sixty five at. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Sure? That's I sound. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, you have to go to their website. It's, it's uh, twist.com. Hello, twist. This is a MacWorld article. It says two hundred forty nine dollars. You get three bulbs. One ninety nine. Okay, this is from June. Yeah. It says three yeah. bulbs, one of which is also a speaker and a dimmer to control them. No, oh, that's, no, that's... they're all three. You, are you sure you're looking at Twist? Because all three are are, are uh, yeah. But this are... this is an old article. This oh, is from June okay. two thousand fifteen. Yeah. yeah, and you can add more lights to it. I hope it sounds good. But one ninety nine, I didn't think was that. If if it did suck, uh, it wouldn't be that bad. It's probably not gonna have very excellent. It's, like it's the actually the, the the website is Hello Twist. Hello yeah, Twist. Ninety nine dollars for a single speaker. Yeah, and two speakers one forty nine, and there's only thirty eight discounted units left because normally they're one twenty nine for the uh, the single, mm-hmm. uh, one seventy nine for the two speaker, and three speakers two forty nine. It's one ninety nine right now. Yeah, Do you have it, Vicky, or is it your? No, it's I pre ordered it. I'm supposed to be getting this sometime. In the first quarter of 2016, who knows? Uh, I, I'm not a very patient person, but I'm going to have to be, I guess. <laughs> I'll, be very, I'll be interested in hearing what you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it'll be just so great for a party, too, because I have um, outside, I got in my back part of my house, I got these balconies, and they're all covered. So I will not have to worry about the lights getting wet. They won't get wet. I could put them outside, and if we're outside, we can hear... You know, you know, multiple speakers and 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 the sound carried outside. So now, how's the sound? That's the thing. Is how yeah. What they claim is crystal clear audio, no lossless mm-hmm. loss audio, and because um, well, they have some kind of special design driver that makes it bigger, sound bigger than what it really is. But um, it's it's tempting to get one because I we you, as you know I have the Wi-Fi light bulbs. Mm-hmm. And I love I love being out, you know, and about and starting to turn dark. And I just they have a shortcut now on the notification screen on the iPhone where you just swipe down from the top. Um, and I, of course, I use the wink, as people know. And um, the shortcut, you just OK, I have 
the shortcut for two of our rooms and boom, it's on. So we come home and the lights are on. And that is just so wonderful. I really like yeah. having a Yeah, connect- what's great about this one is that you don't have to do any pairing of the devices. It's just airplay, you know, and um, you, the no hub, you don't have to do it. Just twist the thing in there and, and you know, you're, you're running. It works just fine. I wonder how it would be if it's airplay. Like I know with the Harmon Carton speaker, I received my husband said it. Pro- we probably can't watch, uh, you know, movies. We can't tre- stream it through a movie. Well, you can. Um, we tried it. We paired it with the TV, and it was great. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that was very nice to be able to do that. It gives you almost not quite a surround sound, but it does have really loud sound. But I'm mm-hmm. wondering if you were watching a movie and you wanted to airplay it through that light bulb, how the sound would be. It's, I think it's going to be interesting. It's a very interesting mm. concept. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But they said from any app. So if you're running something from an app that has sound, you know, obviously you can use AirPlay. So mm. that's how that's how it works. So. I'll have to look at that yeah. later. Well, I'm hoping it's good. If not, then, hey, listen, one ninety nine down the down the tube. At least I didn't pay two forty nine. They have a thirty day <laughs> money back guarantee. Yeah. Okay. So cool. play the heck out of it. Play the heck out of it. I like it. And then it has a fifteen year lifespan on a on a on a, uh, a bulb too. So right, that's nice. Yeah. I know. I'm sure I'll mention this to my husband later, and he'll just give me the you know the eyeball. Like now what? <laughs> See, I'm saving up for the iPad Pro two with the Apple Pencil next year. That's what I'm I'm saving up mm-hmm. for because I never buy anything in the first the first version. I'll wait until iPad Pro 2. But, you know, I played on it, and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Ugh. I don't notice. I mean, I noticed some people said there was lag, but I was using Procreate on it, and I didn't see any lag on it. I thought it performed really well. I just love the Apple Pencil, and I really wish they would um, have one for, you know, the lower iPads, you know, just the regular iPads. And, of course, I don't know if they will do that. Um, I, I would be interested if, you know, if they have more ports on it. That's my only thing. I know. I know. And then I really wouldn't buy it anyway because I got my MacBook Pro, which I love to death. Well, see, I don't have a MacBook Pro mm-hmm. and I do love my iPad and I use it all the time. Um, but I think I, even though the iPad Pro is bigger, I, I would, I would definitely use it. It would be great. I don't think they ever will do it. I'd, I'd be surprised if Apple did put OS onto um, well, they don't need, need to have the uh, OS on it, you know. Just no, but it would be nice to run. You know, it would be nice if it had it was powerful and you could run yeah. Photoshop and stuff yeah. on it, or be able to port Photoshop through it. But you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to. So do we're that. going from teeny miniaturized things to big, humongous things. <laughs> could you imagine somebody trying to take a picture with the, the iPad Pro? <laughs> You know, I used to think that when the iPad came out, I thought, really? You know, even though I had a camera in it, I was thinking more for, you know, Skype or FaceTime. And when I was in France and in Europe, they do it all. You know, it's really. I was going to tell you that, Suzanne. Did you oh. notice that? Oh, my God. We noticed that Everybody on cruises. Think. I know. That the, that the people that were non-American. Mm-hmm. We're using their iPads to take pictures where the all Americans were time. using their phones. Yep. They're pulling all up the this time. iPad. Whoop! And then yeah. it reminds me of those guys that we used to, we knew we were back in the, what was this, 80s or when they used to walk around with the uh, boom boxes. These big yeah. humongous boxes. Yeah. yeah. 
it's really funny because in Ar- <laughs> when we were in Arles, the first year we stayed in Arles for a month, um, they ha- we were we shared a wall with an 11th century church, <clears throat> Saint Trophime, and they had a lot of tour groups come out. Um, you know, every day there would be just tons of tour groups to come look at the church. And what was interesting, I found that the Japanese and the Chinese. Uh, were very uh, adept at taking their iPad. I mean, they lined it up. It was, I mean, they took time. It wasn't just a snapshot. They took time lining up um, the view on the iPad screen before they took the photograph. But they almost invariably used their iPad as a camera, which was really uh, interesting to me. I thought that was I, I don't know why, because you're absolutely right. Americans just tend to, you know, grab their iPhone when, you know, non-Americans t- or Europeans and, and um, Asian um, people tend to use their iPad. I thought that very interesting, you know, and I thought maybe, maybe, I, should be use, maybe I should be using my iPad more, but <laughs> for me, it seems I, clunkier I and I don't think the camera is as good. I thought about doing that. I mean, it's not the instinct to say, oh, I want to take a picture. Oh, let me do it with my iPad. I mean, you know, I really wanted to ask, there was a wonderful, sweet, sweet little um, man that was, I mean, he I don't know if he had been a professional photographer in the past, but he was taking a lot of time, and I was watching him. And he even had his iPad. He had a a, a tripod holder for his iPad when he was lining up. And yeah, if I, a tripod holder for his yeah, iPad? Yeah, it, it was a tripod <laughs> for his iPad. And I thought, I wish there, I, I could speak his language, because I don't think he spoke French, but I was disappointed because I wanted to ask him what, what was the rationale for using, you know, his iPad, which to me has um, an inferior camera compared to the iPhone, and I just wanted to ask, what did did he did he do, do some post uh, post processing, you know, into like an iMac and you know clean up the pictures afterwards? I really was interested in that. I I thought it was just a really interesting concept. How many people use their iPad for a camera? <laughs> you know, because to me it seems so bulky to carry around everywhere. You know. For a camera, you know, for a camera. Well, now that we're over 20 minutes in, <laughs> maybe we should talk about our topic this week, which is probably going to go into the next episode, which is okay. <laughs> and that is what we are streaming. Um, I don't know about you girls, but I canceled Showtime and Cinemax because there are no, there's no movies to watch. I never watch that anyway. I, I don't never watch movies on it anyway. There's no <laughs> movies. And even on Netflix, I'm not really watching any movies. I'm watching TV shows. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, either a documentary or a TV show. A lot of original programming. They've got a lot. I, I prefer Netflix original over Amazon. Uh, but I am watching on both. And the one show that all three of us are watching and have strong opinions on is Making a Murderer. Yeah. And I know a lot of our listeners are too. So we'll try not to give away any spoilers. But if you're in the middle of watching this show or you plan on it, you might want to fast forward a little bit just in case we do say something you don't want to hear. So we're giving you warning about that. Mm-hmm. This, I found it to be, it's, it is a little, I don't know if boring is the right word. It's just kind of, I don't know, dry. I'm not really sure of what the right word is. It's boring. But, I, I think it's frustrating. <laughs> I think but, it's, but yeah, but you watch it and you just go, I, I miss a lot that's going on because it's, it's boring me. I ask you to get to the point, and it's just dragging out. Well, and I I'm don't, only at episode four, so I, I just convinced oh, I finished it the other day. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily boring. I think um, for those people like myself that listen to Serial, the podcast, that was gripping to me because I thought, oh, my gosh, every week there was some other piece of evidence that um, – 
in this Adnan Saeed case that, mm-hmm. you know, Sarah uh, Koenig would discover or talk, you know, with uh, people that were related to, to the murder of the case at the time. And I couldn't wait to, for the next episode. I was just like, oh, God, I can't wait. You know, even when I was enjoying it, like, I on. But this one, I think, is a little bit drawn out. I don't, I wouldn't know, yeah. I don't know if I would say mm. boring. I think they could have um, shortened it, definitely, and made it a little more gripping. I don't think it is definitely not as gripping as serial. However, it's frustrating. To me, it's frustrating that something like this, whether you agree or you don't agree, as far as, um, you know, and I don't want to give away spoilers, but if somebody has watched the first uh, episode, and I'll just I'll only talk about the first episode rather than go, you know, to give any spoilers away, but to plant evidence or to not even look at it. I mean, that happens all the time, I think. I want to say all the time. I, that does happen in yeah. our society where somebody is blamed for a crime and serves time erroneously. And it's too bad that people have a rush to judgment. I think there are other things at play here. But I think what bothers me, and if I can just talk about Texas real briefly, is that I'm sure many of you have heard about the affluenza case of Ethan mm-hmm. Couch, who yeah. um, was drunk. He had very permissive, wealthy parents and ended up getting drunk and plowing into four people that died. And a psychologist came up with this new um, terminology called affluenza that he couldn't be responsible for the murders because he never had any discipline because of his parents. And he ended up getting probation. His mother recently took him, fled with him to Mexico. They just got caught. And so now people are saying that the judge, to even accept uh, an affluenza defense, you know, people are questioning because she retired shortly thereafter this case. There have been theories that, well, she paid off because, you know, her, the, this, uh, Ethan Couch's parents are multimillionaires. He lived in this home, this house by himself. So whether you, you know, you agree or disagree, the thing is, is that I think sometimes that our judicial system falls short, very short, because it's many times people think, well, if you're wealthy, you can get off and you can get no jail time. If you're in a, cer- a certain um, socioeconomic group, you know, if poor and whether, you know, you are black or you're white, you serve jail time. And I think that dichotomy really brings that to light in this particular uh, show as far as making a murderer, because the protagonist, the, the person that is accused of this crime is basically poor and white and not um, very, I would say intelligent, you know, I, I, I know that he has issues as far as um, some mental capacity. And it's sad. It, it's sad because you think, you know, where was his lawyer? And, you know, um, well, his mother, because he's a te- he was a, uh, he's a it, teenager, exactly, a minor. Exactly. You know, and his mother and father have tried. They're very frustrated with the judicial system. And it is frustrating. It's frustrating to see an Ethan Couch get off with no jail time after killing four people and ruining, you know, lives of those who love them. And you see this other guy that was accused of a crime he did not commit and served 18 years. Um, so I, I, it's a frustrating. I, it's an exercise for me in frustration because I find mm. it very frustrating to watch. And One thing just, about it to me is that it educates people because a lot of people are not aware. They think that, oh, well, if you're in the justice system, I used to be one of those people that you, you did something wrong. Um, until actually when I was in um, 
graduate school, I had to do this little speech. You know, you have to take these communications classes. And I had to do, I had to defend the death penalty. And I'm telling you, initially, I was not going to defend the death penalty. I thought that I was for the death penalty. I really was. Until I started doing the research and found that the majority of the people who get the death penalty are poor and minorities. Yes. I'm also yes. 90% of the people that get it. And uh, I think about 70% of the death penalties are in Texas. Uh, they do a lot of killing. Um, and uh, after the Innocence Project and all that other stuff, they started finding out that a lot of these people didn't even get the chance to present DNA evidence that could actually exonerate them. And at To my me, head, that's not my head, fair. My head almost exploded because I was saying, yeah. one person that dies unfairly at the hands of the government is one too many people. And, and it's just like you need to throw everything at that uh, prosecutor. You don't take away stuff. You don't make it easy for the prosecutor to put someone to death. You make it difficult for them to put it to death. So that when they do, they are on a death row, you can say that they they, they presented every possible alternative to who, who committed the crime. And um, I changed my mind about that. I was like, you know what? Until they, they, until they apply it fairly to anybody that murders someone, then, it, it, I mean, because there are a lot of people that get off for like, I couldn't imagine somebody getting off for even 20 years. Because I think you're getting off. You killed somebody. You took their life away. 20 years is not enough, in my opinion. You should be locked away from everyone. You shouldn't be around polite society if you killed someone. But that's not the way it is. There are people that get off for five years. I know. Ridiculously low number. Because uh, I'm trying to figure out why. Why would you do that? Because they have enough money. They have a better defense. You know, uh, we like to think that this is a fair society. We have a democratic society when we really are a democratic society. We, you know, what the people want, they don't always get. Most majority of the time, we don't always get. Um, so that's not democracy. And when we allow people with money to decide, make uh, to have privileges like this affluential case, oh my God, it's unbelievable. But this is, I really think, of all the criticism they have about mur- making a murderer, that is educating people about how poor people are treated, how minorities are treated, you know, especially and, in these small and, and, towns where everybody knows everybody. And and actually, if you think about it, I mean, granted, he is white. He's not a minority, but his he's mental, poor. his he's poor in yeah. his mental capacity. He doesn't have, yeah. um, I mean, he, 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 that's been admitted. The thing yeah. is, is there's also a case that's interesting. It's been going on for a long time in Maine. Um, his name is Dennis DeShane. He was accused of care, uh, of murdering a little girl, murdering and raping a little girl, Sarah Cherry. Now, he has had so many people to try to present DNA evidence. And what is interesting to me is that the judge that put him away for life without parole, um, he went, this was his, like his last hurrah and they wanted to present DNA evidence. And the judge, instead of to me, I don't understand why you would have, why you wouldn't have a different judge with fresh eyes to look at something. If something is, if it's a person's last hurrah to be in jail for the rest of his natural life, and there, like you said, Vicky, if there's even a remote possibility that you could present DNA evidence to exonerate or to truly convict a person, why wouldn't you go that route so people have a clear conscience about this? So th- instead, they have the judge that sentenced him in the first place uh, look at it and said, no, there's just not enough evidence. I'm not going to agree to have DNA. Well, I don't understand that. If you have the science... And that's what DNA is, is science. If you have a science 
that can either exonerate or, um, you know, truly convict somebody. So you say, yes, obviously he did it. Dennis DeShane did this murder. He is in the place where he needs to be. That's what I don't understand. And Adnan, Adnan Syed, whether it comes out with DNA evidence, I think they may have some. Uh, why would you? Why would you want to have someone in our system, in our jail system, that de- that is innocent and you know is, has a either a life sentence without parole or he's on death row? I totally agree with that. I mean, if you're going to put someone to death, you damn well better make sure that that truly is the person. And if it's circumstantial evidence, okay. But if you have DNA evidence, why is that not coming to the forefront too? really present these cases. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge, but to me that would make sense. But again, I'm just, you know, an American. So I I don't understand that, but I do. No system is perfect. Of course, no societal system is perfect. And I, I know our judicial system is the best that we have, but it is very frustrating to see that Wisconsin in this particular town of Wisconsin, that, if these conspiracy, I don't know if they're conspiracy theorists, but if these theories are correct that um, policemen planted evidence or did not go after, they just assumed that it had to be this guy because, you know, they didn't like him. That's really a sad comment on our society. And that should not be allowed. Not not in our society. I, I just Yeah, don't especially when they had, this is going to be a spoiler, so, so we probably need to go forward a little bit. Um when you have independent police officers there that were in part of their that town's police force. Yes. That was looking in their home and didn't see something. And then this other cop who is accused of the first of putting the other guy, um, railroading the, the boy's uncle, um, uh, comes in and said, oh, look, there's some evidence there. You know, the key thing. Yes. I mean, and it was ridiculous. like, you could actually, when you walk in the room, you couldn't miss it. Those guys were combing that house. So I know. that evidence should have been thrown out. Absolutely. And then, and then the, 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 all the blood, what happened to all the blood? Those guys weren't Dexter. You know, when they, know. They, right. didn't, they didn't put plastic all over the, over the bedroom. And uh, if she was uh, chained, wouldn't there be scratches on that bed? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even if you feel whether you agree or disagree with the verdict, I won't say what it is, but if you agree or disagree, or if you thought he was guilty of sin, or you thought he was, there's no possible way, doesn't matter what you think he did. The way the evidence, quote unquote, was collected and presented mm-hmm. was so wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was the thing. And I have my own, and I won't, well, I won't, I won't, this will give something away. So I don't want to say anything else that I was just about to say, but it's just like you both were saying, it's so aggravating because it was such a miscarriage of justice. Yeah, that's frustrating. You know, if, if, the ver- if you agree with what the verdict is, it was the way it was handled. You know what ticks me off about people like that? I mean, police officers that take it in their hands. It's just that you don't get, you might not even have the real criminal, number yeah. one. Number two, you're going to let the real criminal get off if, if you plant evidence on a guy and he really did it. You're going to let him get stop away? from doing it again. Well, if yeah. you if you go back to the when with the rape case, he I mean, he was uh, of course she she was the 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 victim was actually um, you know, when somebody's traumatized like that, so he, 
you know, this woman who was married to the police officer didn't like him. She thought he was weird and blah, blah, blah. And of course, Stephen Avery, you know, nobody likes Stephen Avery. You know, he's a mm-hmm. troublemaker, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he was, he had just had twins. And he obviously that day, he had receipts to prove where he was. I think they, um, if I recall, he went up to Milwaukee or, or wherever it was. But he had, what? I don't understand. His alibi held up, but yet yeah. they went after him and it, and the policeman said, you have the wrong guy. I mean, they told the sheriff's department who arrested Stephen Avery mm-hmm. because there's a lot of political, you know, unrest in that town as far as they didn't like him. But the police actually came out and said, this is the guy you're looking for. You know, he's been raping and he raped what? Once or twice again mm-hmm. and when they had the wrong guy. Um, just terrible that. You know, you, you know what I think the biggest, the biggest problem is? The police officers are too cozy with the district attorneys. They're too cozy. They, they, they should be separate. They shouldn't be. They should just present the evidence to the, the, that they found, and then they don't communicate anymore unless they got new evidence. But they this, should, this, they're too but this, cozy. This I a, mean, but this was a small-town DA, obviously, and yeah. he... He suppressed evidence too. Now, how yeah, he did. is not yeah. he? How you know he wasn't disbarred and every? I have no clue because he had it in. They had sent him. I think the police had sent him saying, "This is the guy." And he when they when Stephen Avery, um, you know, did get out of jail for the rape um, of that woman. His first thought was not like, oh, okay, I, you know, relief, like they said, you know, geez, I, I feel bad. You know, we obviously got the wrong guy. It was, uh-oh, was this other guy's uh, name in my file? I mean, that's what the new DA said. He he mm-hmm. was astonished. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's frustrating uh, to watch. It's Personally, really if I was him, I would have left that town. <laughs> I, I, was thinking, I was thinking the same thing, but at the same time, you're giving power back to them. Yeah, yeah, but they rare, but you, the you police. Ran, you ran. You gotta realize that we truly have a police state when they're corrupt. They they run everything. They could ruin your life, and I would not stay in that town, especially after I got my money. I mean, but but they 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 threw him in jail again anyway. They were looking for a way to get him. Um, don't it, it, give I don't, anything away. I don't have much else to give I'm away. Only half, I'm only halfway through it. <laughs> oh, I finished it the other night, so I. I you know got the ten, how many? Did you finish it too, Suzanne? No, I'm halfway through. And yeah, I, I, yeah. my blood is boiling. But yeah, the, so I had to take a break from it because I said, I, um, I did too. I did my too. husband and I said, I said, I have to take a break from this. I'm getting so ticked off. So instead, uh, we started watching Luther with e- Oh, Sal. yeah. Oh, I saw that. I loved him. I loved him in The Wire. I loved him in The Wire. And yeah. what's amazing to me is that Idris is such a charismatic actor. And he is British, but. If you watched him in The Wire like I did, and I absolutely highly recommend The Wire. That's definitely on my list. I've talked about it before, though, so I won't go into it. But he had to put on a Baltimore accent. Yeah. And then to see him with his natural British-born accent, I thought, my husband and I were saying, unbelievable, because he I don't think he ever broke character no. in The Wire to ever yeah. have that British accent. You know, And he, he looks really grisly as Luther. He doesn't look all that attractive. He, he looks really oh, run down. Gosh. He plays Vicky, the character really well. Vicky, you bite your yeah. tongue. This man is a gorgeous, gorgeous. But he does do how he looks all the unkept, and, you know, he's no, not... He, 
doesn't. Oh, Vicky, don't listen yeah, to Vicky. I didn't get that impression, Vicky. He wears a tie. He wears a tie in the series, Vicky. He wears a tie. Yeah, don't you remember how he looks? It's like he wasn't in shape. He looked really, really grisly. You're talking about the, maybe later episodes. You know what? If that's out of shape, I will take it because, boy, he I didn't is. say he was out of shape. I didn't say that. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said he was in shape. I just said he looks like, he, you know, like he hadn't but, shaved. But I love, like- oh, haven't shaved. I'm sorry. I thought you said out of shape. I think what I- is really nice in this particular um, series, and we're on season one, is he plays really what is a profiler. I would call him a, a profiler. I don't think the Brits actually come out and say that, but he's a profiler and he has anger issues. But what's yeah. really nice is he has, my husband equated it to Sherlock and, um, Moriarty is there is in the first episode, Ruth Morgan plays this character, Alice, and she is a psychopath. And Mm -hmm. I love the tension between Luther and Alice, at least in this first series. And I, I like his character. I just, I think he's just compelling to watch. We watched two episodes last night. We'll probably watch two episodes tonight because it's just, um, we're trying not to binge watch, but He's very good. I would highly recommend Luther. It got five stars on Netflix, which that's not usual, you know, to see something that has five stars. So we're really liking Luther. I didn't didn't particularly care for the second season. It was good, but I think the first season was much better. Yeah. Well, it's good. They have a third season, too. They have four episodes in the third season. Yeah. I don't think I've, I I saw some of the episodes of third. I haven't seen it all. But I liked it. I just liked the character. And like you said, The Wire was Unfreaking believable. Oh, they wire. I could watch that again. I but that's I, not a fan. You're not a fan of the, uh, the Wire, are you, Lisa? I started it. My husband and I started it. I think we made it through three or four episodes, and oh my I God. just couldn't do it. I might have to try it again. I did get my husband the other day into House of Cards. Oh, I don't like we that. Don't, we don't watch anything together. My, house, he my husband watches that, but I haven't seen it. House of Cards, you haven't watched? No. I, I'm not a yeah. Kevin Spacey fan. He, oh, see, he's, I, he's, oh, I like Kevin Spacey. Oh, God. That accent makes my head want to explode. I just can't stand that fake Southern accent. No. It's not a good one. Oh. <laughs> see, my husband, we were like, getting back to not finding anything to watch on HBO. He was looking for, he he's his work schedule has gotten really bad, so he's only going to be home like twice a week to watch TV mm-hmm. at night. So he was looking, he was one of his rare nights home, and he was looking, he goes, there's no movies. I'm like, I go. I know. I said. I know. I was going to do the same thing. Look for a movie for us to watch. I said, "You should watch House of Cards. It's political. You'll mm-hmm. like it. A lot of it goes over my head." Mm-hmm. He watched two episodes. He goes, "I really like this show." Mm-hmm. So he's going to get caught. I said, "Get up, get caught up by February, so we can watch season <laughs> four together." Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen. My husband likes House of Cards. He likes the political intrigue. However, with Vicky, with and with respect to Vicky, I agree. When I'm when I. You know, I was born in Massachusetts. And when people put on a fake Massachusetts accent, it's so distracting that yeah. you can't even get into it because you, it, the character becomes unbelievable. Yeah. I haven't watched um, House of Cards. I know my husband likes it. I'm just finding I'm really getting particular about uh, what I'm watching on streaming because I've watched a lot of shows that I don't. I just watched one episode. Eh, no, nah, I'm not going to like this. But as far as The Wire is concerned, I think the top two shows ever for me is Breaking Bad and The Wire. They are so compelling. The acting is so good that it transports you into that environment because there's, it's every, every actor. And some of these are not well-known actors. They just put their all into it and their characters Mm -hmm. are so believable. 
exactly. that you just be you become caught up in the storyline. I think they're both. I think they're just so both very very well done. Those are my top two: Breaking Bad and The Wire. Yeah. But if you're an Idris Elba fan, watch Luther because I think he's so <laughs> I did watch Luther. Now, I don't know. If, I don't see this on your list, but I was never into comic books growing up. The closest I ever came to comic books was watching Batman. Remember Batman? You know, Adam West. Everything at eight o'clock. I would be sitting on my floor eating bowl of ice cream and watching Batman. A bowl of ice cream. Yep, my bowl of ice cream. Yep. Back in nineteen or yeah. So the shows, let you know the the Marvel comics new shows that have been popping up, like Jessica Jones. I just thought, not interested. It's just not my thing. Daredevil. I didn't like that either. But there's so many, you know, people are talking about it. I said, oh, let me give it a try. So I started watching Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. Gotham, and Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil's fabulous. I didn't now, like Daredevil. Ugh. Oh, I love Jessica Daredevil. Jessica Jones, I watched the whole season, and I said, yeah, and? I, I like that, yeah. Didn't, you know, it's like, it was okay. It was. I like that, yeah. Now, Daredevil... I think is so ridiculous. Yeah, I think so oh, too. No, it's so good. Yes, I agree with you. Elise. I watch it's a comic book people. It's a comic book. I but I mean, it. it's so ridiculous. I mean, here here is this blind character, and like like one thing I noticed the other day. Now I know he always says he's got this heightened sense of awareness between you know his sense you know his his ears and he can hear people's heartbeats and things like that. So there was something where uh, uh, I think a little boy was behind a locked door he beats up all the bad guys like all 75 of them beats <laughs> them all up walks over to the door that had a slide lock at the top of the door walks right over to it as if he could see and undid the latch and opened the door and i thought whoa how did you know there was a latch because he there? had he because he has a spidey sense for gosh sakes <laughs> i mean i'm just looking at it going, no didn't you ever see the sixth sense back uh gary collins back in the like the 70s no. No. oh my gosh come on it's 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 a telepathic sense don't you ruin daredevil for me because i love that show <laughs> uh, i've watched about six episodes in so far and i'll probably finish it but i'm just like this is so ridiculous i, can, no, I can't and wait it's violent I can't, violent I can't wait Oh, I very, love Jessica Jones. I, I, I very, like a very female violent. character that's tough and that's gritty. I even like how how just dirty and nasty the 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 the, the city looks. You know, because that's the way it looks. And I just liked everything about it. Well, it, I like Jessica Jones more, better than Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Yeah. What about Gotham? You said you like Gotham. Okay. I mean, with, you now, Gotham. Gotham was another one that I'm like, hey, okay, whatever. So. I had finished watching, I don't know, whatever it was I was watching on Netflix, and it said, how about Gotham? And I said, okay, what the heck? Because like you, Suze, I give it like 15 minutes. If mm-hmm. I don't, my husband criticizes me for that. I'm like, you know something? Life's too short. There's too much out there. If I don't like it, it doesn't grab me right away, see ya. So I started watching Gotham, like, was hooked immediately. Now, I like Gotham, I will admit, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, right, moments yeah. like that, too. But it's more realistic than yeah. what I think for Daredevil. Yeah. I so, love da- Jada Pinkett Smith. Her character is oh really my God, she crazy. Is fabulous. <laughs> she is fabulous. Her um, fish. She, yeah. her, as an actress, she is fabulous in that part. Yes, she so is. Yeah. I watched season one. Now, I was doing this in December. So I said, okay, this is on Fox. I can watch it on demand. It's on right now. Great. So I go check it on demand. 
and I have a look in my notes, I have my rant here. All they have showing is episodes six through 10. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And I'm looking all over the place. Cannot find episodes one through five. So I put something out on Twitter. Does anyone know where I can get Gotham episodes one through five, season two, free online, legally? Because I didn't want to go to any of these, you know, nasty mm-hmm. sites and download God knows what. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Victor Cahiao, who's also active in the podcast community, he tweeted, goes, yeah, I'd like to know that too. My wife and I are just finishing season one. Couldn't f- I ended up having to purchase episodes one through five, which mm-hmm. irritated the crap out of me because I'm already paying cable. Plus, it's on Fox. Fox is a free network. You don't need cable to have Fox. Mm-hmm. But yet... They don't offer it. And I went on their website, Gotham, and I can't remember what the other two shows are, but those are the only three shows on Fox where you can only watch the last five episodes that they've shown on TV. If you wanted to watch Empire, you can go all the way back to the first season and you can watch it on the website Mm. and get caught up. But with Gotham, I had to pay to watch the first five episodes. Yeah, I'm looking on uh, Hulu, and they, that's, you're right. They only yeah. have uh, 7 through 11. Mm-hmm. Because it went on hiatus for the, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Not coming you would think that, that if you want people to watch your show, that you show the whole season? Yeah. I was so mad that mm-hmm. I had to pay. You know, like, I'm already paying for a cable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I pay, but but it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun show. And then you yeah. look and you go, oh, that's who Catwoman started out as. That's who the Penguin started out as. You know, mm-hmm. that's who the Joker started out as. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of mm-hmm. a cool show. Well, the Fish character isn't really. Uh, they, they created that for the show, but and there are a lot of people that get upset about it not being uh, authentic. I don't know what the heck that is because I never read comics mm-hmm. and I never was a fan of Batman, but I like this series. This is really really good, um, and um, I'm caught up. I, I watched it from the very beginning, so. Yeah, that's that's it's I, I don't know. I liked it. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I'll keep giving Daredevils. I'll keep watching it, Suzanne. I like oh. Daredevil, but the the other one that I watched recently, my husband and I um watched it, you know, every night was uh River. I like a lot of BBC productions. I just I think they just have exceptional acting. River. And River is it's it's a very interesting concept because I don't want to give it away. The, but I have to say that um, Stellan uh, Skarsgård who is just a wonderful, wonderful actor. If you've seen him in other mm-hmm. things, other movies, he's just wonderful and he plays a detective uh, with the Metropolitan Police Force in London and he uh, he hears, he sees people he sees people that aren't there and it's very cool so you ha- just watch the first episode and stay with it. It mm-hmm. is just really compelling it's. I think the script writing is very good. Uh, I can't remember how many episodes. There, there might be like seven or eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would highly recommend River. It's just, it's very different. It's very unique. Um, and they have some very good, um, you know, plot lines. So mm-hmm. I don't want to give any more away, but that one's really good. It's on my list. I haven't gotten around to it. This one's on Amazon? Netflix. This one's on Netflix. Yeah. I think it's on Amazon too. Really? Yeah. River? Yeah. Amazon yeah. and Netflix are. It's interesting. Oh, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a Netflix original. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're yeah. they're showing sometimes the same thing, but um, 
try it out. I, I think uh, if you're on a, if you don't know what to, to watch, I would definitely uh, try River. It's, I think it's six episodes. Yes. And I hope they renew it. I'm really hoping they renew it because well, I hope they have another a season because, boy, it's good. Well, um, the, Netflix has another original uh, movie. Well, well uh, River is an original, but one of their original uh, uh, series is called Run. They only have one season of it so far. Uh, and it's, uh, seri- it's, it's a fast-paced uh, show that's set in the tough streets of modern London. It tells the story of four people whose lives intersect in surprising and tragic ways. And the reason why I started watching it was the guy, Lenny James, from The Walking Dead. He plays Morgan on, on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He was in it. And that God, he's such a good actor. Every It's like, it, it's those four stories and these people, somehow or another, their lives intersect. And then you go to the next story, the next story. And it's done so well. That's a typical British show now. I used to hate British uh, uh TV series because I thought they were just boring and um, they just I don't know I just didn't didn't particularly care for those shows but with that and, and one of the characters from that show Brock Church that you have on um, her name is Olivia Coleman she's mm-hmm. on Brock in, in the series Brock Church so I saw that you have that on your list uh, uh, Suze but yeah, this she's is just simply very good acting um, and it's just so realistic and it's just simple. Um, and uh, it's just short series. It's only like four episodes because it's just four different stories. So you can quickly watch it and hopefully they renew it for another season, but it's called Run. I um, doubt it because it's 2013. Uh, well, they, well, some, they, have, they haven't said that they're not going to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm putting that on my list. Yeah. yeah I've, like to... I've got a piece of paper next to me. I'm writing things down. <laughs> yeah. And I have Internet Movie <laughs> Database, which... I just absolutely love this. So every time you say something, I'm opening it up <laughs> in here. It looks like it was made for Hulu. No, it's, it's, it's Netflix. No, no, no. It's like there's a picture of the word run. There's a picture of like like a the poster and it says a Hulu. Oh, that's a different that's, that's a different series. It's a different thing. Nope, this one has Lenny James. On Hulu? No, no, no. It's on Internet Movie Database. But when you look at the poster for it, it says mm-hmm. a Hulu exclusive series. So they must have made it for Hulu. There must be a British series that they made for Hulu. Yeah, it's a different one. It's, it's, it's a different... Four gritty, no-holds-barred human stories of the streets all linked together in some respect. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, but it's a Netflix original, not uh, Hulu. No, but it says, if you look, go on the Internet Movie Database, it says a Hulu exclusive series. That's what I'm it not says. seeing that. You have to. I had to find it through Lenny J. Um, I had to type in Lenny James because when I looked up Run, it didn't come up. But okay. if you click on Lenny James and then click on maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's not. Uh, well, Netflix is showing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they picked it up. Um, but um, same way. With, uh, we haven't talked about Amazon Prime yet, have we? Yeah, we have. Oh, in the past? Yeah, as far as that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about today. But uh, one series I think me and Elisa watch is Box. Do you remember that? uh, Are you watching it, uh, Suzanne? No. Well, um, it's... um, They they, they only had one season, and it's based on Michael Connelly's uh, novels, based on Harry Box, which is this um, LAPD uh, detective. And uh, he stands... He has to trial for shooting of a serial murder uh, suspect. And um, there's a uh, uh, cold case file uh, involving some missing boy. 
that uh, makes Box confront that um, fatal shooting of the serial killer. Um, and um, it's it's sort of like this. He's on the outs with the LAPD and he's um, uh, he has problems in his own personal life. He's just a very flawed person. But uh, I think a good person at heart. So it, I, I like those kind of characters. They're very complex. They're, they're not as black and white, you know, and the acting is very, very good in this one. I was really surprised. It was the first Amazon Prime series that I watched because I've had Amazon Prime for a very long time and I never watched the videos. Uh, and then they released these, that one. And it's another series they, they released called uh, Hand of God. Hand of God. I, didn't, I didn't particularly care for that one. That one took uh-huh. a while for me to get into. That one was kind of... All over the place. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. offbeat. Um, yeah. Now, Bosch is coming back this year. They just haven't released yeah. when when it's being... The season two is going to be released, but it is coming mm-hmm. back with, it looks like, 10 episodes. Yeah. Hand of God, I thought at the end, it looked to me like everything had wrapped up, all the different storylines had wrapped up, mm-hmm. but it is coming back. Mm-hmm. There is That's going good. to be... a another season let me see hand of god and it comes up with a movie here we are tv series um season two premiere it just says 2016 doesn't have the exact date yeah so there is a season two of hand of god yeah did they have that other series well it's not a series they only got one episode of it called sneaky Pete. Oh, I hated uh, that. I like that I one. I could not make it through. That was Sneaky Pete. I don't know about Hand of God. Sneaky Pete was one of those shows where Amazon said, hey, here's all these pilots. Yeah. Watch them and tell us what you think. And I yeah. never do that because if I like a pilot and it wasn't chosen, I'll be annoyed because I want to see more. Yeah. So I just figure I'll wait until it comes out as a series. They never made more Sneaky Pete's? No, it didn't. No, they just got that one. Uh, I actually like that. I like that. This is a character who he's impersonating his cellmate. He gets out. He, he sort of while he's in prison, he sort of just listen to this guy's stories about his family and uh, the boss reminiscing about his childhood. And when he gets out of prison, he decides that he's going to impersonate this guy, and because uh, the family hasn't seen him since he was a child, and he's running away from some uh, crooks that um, uh, um, are following him after him and his brother. So he decides to, uh, to he go to that family member's home and um, to his cellmate's uh, family's home and impersonate uh, him. And they're in the bail bondsman um, in business. So he's a crook. So he knows how to find crooks. So that's the whole first episode. And it is like that. It's a lot. It's really good. It's uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, the place that uh, Pete. Uh, oh, ca- um, is it Giovanni Ribisi? Rib- yeah, 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 yeah. So I like it. I, I, I hope they pick it up. I don't think they will. And they picked up everything else. Oh, I thought that had good reviews overall, Sneaky Pete. I thought so too, but you know. They picked that they, they they showed one episode of Box and then they they picked up the whole series uh, season and they didn't do that for Sticky Pete so who so knows an, an Internet Movie Database gave it eight point five yeah out of a ten um it says that it's coming in two thousand sixteen okay well 
Well, the other the other one that I think is is very cool um, that has a very strong female presence is Dikte, and it's it's actually very good. She's a re- crime reporter. It's a Danish series, and it has English subtitles. English subtitles do not bother me. I watch a lot of I stream a lot of shows that are either Swedish, French, or Danish, whatever, because I I really like the storylines. But Dick Day just came out with the second season, I think, on Netflix. It's new. I haven't. What is it in French or something? No, no, no. It's in it's in Danish, but with English Ah, subtitles. Okay. But it has a nice uh, story arc uh, where um, you know she's gone back to her, her hometown after divorce, and you know she's she's a crime reporter. She tends to um, put her own experience on what she's reporting about, and she has she she, she help, kind of helps the cops. She's friends with um, one of the cops, and I, I don't know. I it's just a really nice storyline, and she's strong. She comes home, she has a glass of wine, and she's two friends, and they go back and forth. I, I, I liked it. I really liked Dick mm-hmm. Day, and you know, it's not a heavy piece of. Of, uh, it's not a real heavy TV series, but it's just enjoyable. So it's it's something my husband hasn't seen it. It's the stuff that I watch when he's gone. Yeah, I'll say, oh, this sounds good. I'll try this, and I really mm-hmm. liked it. So Dick Day, I have that on the list, and I, I that, that's it's a it's a good storyline. I enjoyed it. Okay, we're going to wrap up with that one because we still have a whole bunch more on our list, and we don't want this to be a three hour podcast. So. <laughs> We will resume with part two next time we record. So listeners, we'd love to get your feedback. What do you shows do you like? Do you agree with me and not like Daredevil or am I wrong? And you love Daredevil. You're, you're wrong. You're very, very wrong. <laughs> no, she's completely right. Like I said, I'll continue watching. I'll watch the rest of the season. Well, it's but- probably because I'm just so young at heart that I really like comic book characters. And, and- we're old at heart. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I need to be sitting on the floor with a bowl of ice cream to really appreciate it instead of, you know, watching it on my iPad while I'm knitting. So, Well, I'm telling you, I don't really remember what happened because I'm sure I was on my computer while I was watching it because it did not grab me at all. I'll try to watch it again just for Suzanne. I, yeah, I can't wait till the next, the next season. I thought it was fun. I mean, I think sometimes you just have to watch something that is total fantasy. I, I mean, I don't watch Game of Thrones because I've read the books and – you know, it's it's hard for me because, you know, they have to leave a lot out and they've embellished stuff. And I I don't know. I, I think they degrade. I'm, with- I'm actually done with Game of Thrones. The, yeah. the, books, the books were tedious and the series yeah. is too. Yeah. I actually canceled I, HBO. So I it know. bothers me when you have to, um, I don't know, degrade women just to, for sure for shock value. And I, I don't know. I, it, it, eh, I, it's OK. I, I'm sure that's. Maybe okay. realistic, but at the while it gets to be a bit much. Yeah, because it's just constantly shoving in your face. But, yeah. but you know, it's very popular. I'm, you I'm know, still, it's not me. I'm, I'm still watching. Got to find out if Jon Snow is really alive or not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's just what it is. But I think mm-hmm. that sometimes, like with Marvel comics, um, I mean, I love X Men. I love all of them. I think. Mm-hmm. We're, again, I think there's a fine line because I know when we were at the movies uh, at Star Wars, which I highly recommend, um, they had the new – they have a new version and it's – I don't know. It's got all the Marvel characters. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got Iron Man and everything. And I think they're running out of ideas. I really think they've done everything they may 
they maybe can possibly explore with the Marvel characters, at least on the big screen. But I think Daredevil was just a pleasant surprise. It was enjoyable to watch. I think the actor who plays Daredevil, I think he was, I think he's very enjoyable to watch. He, Did I you see the movie? Daredevil? The yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you but like I, the movie? It was okay. Um, mm. It was okay. I didn't care for the, didn't Ben Affleck play that? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan. I'm more of a Matt Damon fan um, and just and Jason Bourne. But I have to say is the TV series, uh, Daredevil, I think they did a really nice job. I like the moodiness of the set. I liked his apartment, how dark it was. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. For some reason, I really enjoyed it. The only thing I thought was a little over the top was uh, his sidekick. You know, I thought. His his friend there with the red hair. I'm just drawing a blank I right now. I don't remember the friend, and I want. I haven't gotten uh, that far. No, uh, no sidekick yet. Sometimes he was irritating. He was just too, you know, collegiate chummy. But otherwise, I thought. Are you talking about the lawyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the I lawyer. Just, okay. I lost his name. Isn't that awful? I do this all the time. It's. I it's just too many series to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just I just opened that page and closed it. Um, his name, yeah. Foggy. Foggy. Mm. Well, yeah, because I kept wanting to say Froggy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Foggy. That's it. I knew it was some bizarre name. Yep. Yeah. The mm. violence. I mean, the episode I watched last night was like, holy cow. Very, very violent. Like, really over-the-top violent. Wow. So I thought, eee. Oh. Uh, well, it's he's a crime fighter. I mean, it's going to well, be uh, Dark Knight was violent too. I mean, yeah, but I it didn't wasn't, like that either. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't um, Daredevil's violence. It was somebody else. Oh, okay. I don't know it was because Dare, Dare, when when Daredevil is you know when he's fighting somebody, it's you know they're not usually dead. Mm-hmm. They're just beat up really bad. Well, um, Gotham is 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 violent. It it is, but a lot of it is it not not. They got a story. They got a story. See, I, I don't not think you're ever going to get away with violence. I mean, it's just so <clears throat> it's just so inherent in our society yeah. what we watch. It's, yeah, but, it's but just the, like the sex. comics. The comic of um, Batman was uh, violent, so I don't think you can sanitize that. Um, no, that was, that was stupid either. violence because that's when you had the you know the cartoons. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. But she's and... talking about later Batmans. I mean, the true, oh, the true oh, graphic oh. novels. And I'm the sorry, I did not Batman. like movies at either. I just never was a fan of Batman, and I just the movies well, were that, really big and boring to me. I just did well, not like. If it. you looked at Batman with Adam West, I mean, that was campy. I think mm-hmm. all, oh, God, I can camp. <laughs> but I think Christopher Chris Nolan is one of my very favorite directors. I adored Inception. I loved what he did with the Batman series. I loved The Dark Knight. I loved Christian Bale as, as Batman. And I have no desire to again go see darn Ben Affleck in that role again. I mean, I yeah. I think everything that needed to be said the, the one, was done the with the Dark Knight series. Well, did you like Christian Bale's? Voice, it was like the creepiest, weirdest yes. thing. Oh Why gosh. was he doing that? No, it was <laughs> irritating. I could not watch the movie. Think I'm like, is he serious? Think of the title. <laughs> think of the title, The Dark Knight. It, it, I think it provided tension to the story. I loved his, it, it, was it made you listen. 
No, it made you listen to what he was saying because he no. didn't say he didn't. I say laughed it. out loud in the movie theater. Oh, I didn't. He didn't say very much. What is she doing? <laughs> oh, I liked it, and I don't think anyone can te- can touch Heath Ledger's character of the. I, I just don't think anybody will be able to touch his acting. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it was the only wonderful. one I watched. That's the only Batman I watched. Just fabulous. That was really crazy. Yeah. He was I mean, like, God, that was over the top. <laughs> and then that smear face thing. It was just like the scary clown. You know? I thought it was really well done. And I, I like the psychological aspect of it. I love the set design of it. I love the darkness of it. I, I liked it. I liked the whole series of The Dark Knight. I but like of course, it when somebody have, goes over the top like that. And he I, went way over the top in that role. Um, I liked his overacting because it, I don't know if you've ever seen him in American Psycho or The Machinist. I did. Yeah. The Machinist, I like American the, yeah. Mach- the Machinist was fabulous movie. That's the one where he lost a lot of weight and got oh, really, really it was fabulous. Yeah, I didn't yes. see that one. I, I saw American Psycho. What is that one about? Christopher Nolan also did Memento, which is another one of my oh, favorites. Oh, I love Memento. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. I just so love what, everything. What was the mechanic? The Machinist? The machi- machinist. What was it about? He, I don't want to give it away, but he um, he plays this character. I I, I really don't want to give. It, he's lost okay. a lot of weight, and every, you know, with the Christopher. Don't ruin it because I want to watch it. No, but with this particular movie, it has a twist at the end, okay. and then everything begins to make sense. Kind of like Memento, you know, okay. everything makes yeah. sense at the end of the movie. I don't want to ruin it, but my son said, "Mom, if you like Christian Bale, you have to see The Machinist," and I I you know. I, we're, I'm watching the movie like this is just strange, but then it's it's gripping. But then when you get at the very end, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Then you want to see it over again to see, yeah. you know, how it all played out again. It's a very it's, here's, it's a the dis- here's the dis- here's the description from the Internet Movie Database. It's just one sentence. It says an industrial worker who hasn't slept in a year begins to doubt his own sanity. Mm-hmm. Period. Ooh, okay. Right. And then you see why I think he lost like 60, 70 pounds for it. I, I mean, didn't sleep for a year. He'd be dead. He, he, abs- <laughs> he hurt his. Exaggerating, obviously. I think, uh, well, that's the storyline, but I think Christian mm-hmm. Bale ended up doing some liver damage, if I recall. He did damage by losing so much weight in a short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, he was anorexic. And uh, what did he do? Not eat? He didn't eat much. He didn't eat much. And then he had to go and beef up for the Batman role. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here it is, Vicky. Um, he went from 173 pounds to 110, Ooh. and he wanted to drop down to 100, but they wouldn't let him because they were just too afraid of his of, of of his health being in danger. He ate one can of tuna and an apple every day. His 63 pound weight loss is said to be a record for any actor in a movie role, and he regained the weight in time for his role in Batman Begins. Well, it's easy to gain it. <laughs> it's really easy to gain it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's other mm-hmm. trivia on this page about about it. Like he took up smoking mm-hmm. just to help to help him stop eating. Oh, oh that's, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he. The one he was screaming quit. at people and all upset and, and yelling at his family members, and he went a little crazy there because he was hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that when I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we would love to hear your feedback. You can reach us on Facebook or on Twitter or on our website, 3geekyladies.com, with the number three spelled out. We'd love to hear from you. iTunes reviews would be appreciated because it helps other people find the podcast. So we would appreciate that very much if you would write a review for us. And like I said, we would like to hear your feedback on what TV shows that you like to watch. Agree with us, disagree with us, 
do you think Stephen Avery did it or didn't do it on Making of a Murder? We'd love to know. So on that, I want to say thank you so much for listening, and we will continue this conversation next time. Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information.